Church family. This is Gilbert, and I'm here with Pastor Matt Beamer. Hey, everyone. We're so excited. This has been a great year already. It has been a great year. Great things have happened. Great things are happening. And we're looking to learn more and get a head start this year by talking about the purpose-driven life. And before I do that, I want to make a couple of quick announcements that this Thursday on January 19th, we're starting our Alpha series, and that is happening at Go Cafe in Ashrafiye. So if you have any friends who are curious about Alpha, who want to be part of Alpha, we encourage you to get in touch with the surf team, and we will make sure that they're plugged in. If you are listening to us for the first time and you're new here, welcome. We're so glad to have you. And I just want to share our Go Church phone number. So it's 76186721. So I'll say that again. It's 76186721. You can reach us on WhatsApp if you want to be part of Alpha or if you have any question whatsoever about Go Church and you just want to be part of groups, whatever it may be, reach out to us. We're also available on various social media platforms, including Instagram, including Facebook, including YouTube and Twitter. And we want to hear from you. We're here for you. And that's, that's why we're doing this. So be sure to reach out with any questions that you might have. As well as that, I also wanted to point out that we have our leaders advance on the 4th of February on Saturday in Jbel. So if you want to be part of that as well, make sure to let us know on the surf team group. Uh, and with that, I'm going to ask Pastor Matt Beamer, what on earth am I here for? <laughs> That's the question we're answering. Speaking of, um, there is a reading plan by the same name, what, I'm, I, on, what on Earth Am I Here For? by Rick Warren that you can get in the Bible app. You know, so uh, we as a church, we encourage everybody to read the Bible every day. One of the ways we encourage people to do that is we have a church reading plan. But then this is a 23-day um, plan that you can you can get in the Bible app as well. And you can join with us and, and read uh, through each day in addition to our daily reading that we do as a church. And it will just help ground some of the truths that we're talking about. Uh, Rick Warren, that title originally came from him. He's a pastor in California, pastor of church uh, of, you know, tens of thousands of people. And this book has gone around the world. And we're really not sticking close to the book as well. But the companion um, Bible reading plan uh, is, is very helpful. And the whole reason we're doing this is because I've learned over the years that until you understand what on earth you're here for, you really can't um, be a success in, in your life according to you know the way God defines success. So this is a really, really exciting topic to discuss, especially at the beginning of the new year when we're entering, we're still fresh on our resolutions. We're still thinking about big questions for the year, big questions about you know, what we're trying to accomplish. And how about we stop for a minute and think about our God-given purpose? You know, this is something that we're trying to really emphasize. We're really trying to talk about this whole month, which is our God-given purpose. So Pastor Matt, uh, could you talk a little bit about that, that key scripture that you mentioned and 
that we can go back on over the course of this month to talk about this? Yeah, we'll do that. Why don't we uh, actually look at the passage together? Yes. You turn in your Bibles, get out your, your I guess you're listening to this probably on your phone, so don't get out your phone Bible, mm -hmm. but uh, uh, make a note of it and look at it later. But uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and we'll read from verse 1 through 10 together. And uh, um, I'm just going to go ahead and start. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. In this passage, there's so many interesting points, but this is, and so it was with me, brothers and sisters. So point one, who's he writing to? He's writing to brothers and sisters, which are people. Church. Yeah. The church people, just like you who are listening, if you're born again, child of God, you're a brother or sister in Christ. And so he's writing to you. So you could say, this is God speaking to me. So again, it says, and so so it is with me, brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom. Many times I read that, I thank God Paul included that because I think that makes me feel so much better as a minister that I don't have to come with uh, some big words. Yeah, some, you know, just eloquent speaking ability. Uh, but, you know, Paul as an apostle was used mightily of God to bring revelation to the body of Christ. Yet it says that he wasn't actually that eloquent. But notice then he says with eloquence or human wisdom and human wisdom is being contrasted with God's wisdom and God's power in this passage. And the reason I think that is highlighted to me is there is a, you know, a I don't know if we, if you Google it, there's probably a billion responses. If you, if you Google seven steps to, you know, being a success in life or whatever, there's a lot of human wisdom. There are plenty of books about that. Yeah. yeah. There's plenty of books. There's plenty of podcasts. There's plenty of YouTube about, you know, how to get the most out of life, how to, you know, organize your life, organize your time, time management, all those kind of things. And there's a lot of great things that are, Really, some of them had their seed in uh, biblical truths and, and are, are good. And we'll get into uh, what the Bible says about some of those things as we go through the month. But, but I think it's interesting when we're talking about the purpose of our life, which is what this whole passage is about, um, that he contrasts a human wisdom approach versus a God's spirit and God's power approach. And he aligns God's wisdom and God's spirit and power. So he goes on and says, um, and uh, as, as I proclaim to you the testimony about God, verse two says, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's the gospel. Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse three, I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. In other words, he's saying that this is not on my own strength or my ability or my own power. But verse four, he says, but my message and my preaching were not with the wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the spirit's power so that your faith might not rest in human wisdom, but in God's power. And really, that's an important part is to walk out the purpose. First, you got to know your purpose. You got to know why you're here. We you know what on earth are, am I here for? But it doesn't just happen automatically. There's a mixing of our faith with what God has spoken to us or revealed to us. And the outworking of that is uh, God's grace, his power, his ability. 
not our own ability. So you're seeing a contrast between human wisdom and human ability and God's wisdom and God's ability. Verse six, we do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age, or that's again, a reference to human wisdom. He says, or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. In other words, human wisdom, the wisdom of this age and of, of, you know, the rulers of this age, that produces a end result of nothing. Verse seven, no, and this is our, our scripture. And yeah. this is why we start with the, the word no. No, we're not coming to nothing. There's no nothing about you and me that are listening. Uh, it, we're not basing our life on the human wisdom or the wisdom of this age, which uh, will produce nothing of eternal value. Mm-hmm. No, that word no is saying we're different. No, right. we, yeah. we think different. We look different. We realize we have revelation and, and God's spirit and wisdom that's different. It's a contrast, a, a very strong, emphatic contrast to the way the world does it. No, we declare God's wisdom a mystery that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. This is what I love. This, this element, because again, we're talking about human wisdom and time management and all those kind yeah. of things, which again, I don't want to s- give the impression that those things are wrong. There's some, there's some good um, practical tools, maybe. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Some very good practical tools, but, but, Okay, so the illustration that I think is always spoken the most to me, it's kind of a word picture, is in American Americanisms or in the way our American slang, many times we say, you know, people are climbing the ladder of success. Right. And that phrase, climbing the ladder of success. So uh, I heard one person say this and it really impacted my life. He said, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, a desperate thing to find that you've climbed the ladder of success, got to the top only to realize that you've set the ladder against the wrong wall. And really that's the difference between the human wisdom that, that, that produces nothingness versus this starting point, which is, you know, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The, the starting point is understanding that we were created by God for a divine purpose. And, and that's what this verse seven goes, goes into. It says, no, we declare God's wisdom. That's, you know, God's wisdom is, is the essence of that starting point, a mystery. So these things are hidden from the human secular world. But us who are born again through the revelation of the Holy Spirit, they become understanding to us. And he's, though they were mysteries and they were hidden, the, it speaks to God has destined for our glory. And that phrase destined for our glory speaks to me of the scripture, Jeremiah. You know the scripture, why don't you? Sure, it's in the, I, I believe we're talking about the, the scripture in Jeremiah chapter 29, mm-hmm. verse 11. So let me read that out. I'd rather do that than paraphrase. It's probably good practice. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Absolutely. Um, you know, different versions of that passage talk about an expected end, a um, a hope and a future, a good end. I've got good thoughts towards you, all those things. 
in this scripture, this phrase, God destined for our glory, it, it kind of contains that, that, that idea there. There's a destiny for your life that God has, has intention towards. And that destiny is one that is good. <laughs> it is a glorious destiny. Yeah. But then the next part of the phrase, and this is why I chose verse seven out of this whole passage as our main verse for this month. It says, he destined for our glory before time began. And we talked about this quite a bit um, a couple of weeks ago in our original broadcast. What I did that podcast that we filmed by Zoom with Matt Hattabaugh. And um, we really dug into this idea of before time began. And the reality that, you know, we talk about time management and, and all these kind of things. No, our purpose, our destiny, your destiny, my destiny, God's purpose for his church was all in existence. It existed and was created before he created time. Yeah. So by that, um, you know, that principle of the, the, the thing that happens first has preeminence or, or is more important or, or stronger, I guess you could say, or more yeah. foundational than the thing that comes afterwards. Sure. That means your purpose for which you were created is actually more real or more true than time itself. Sure. So some, somehow like the, these points that you shared in the introduction week really, really stood out to me. And I, I realized that basically time was created for us to manage after we know our purpose, not exactly. before it. And exactly. I think that it's so powerful to think of that and to know that. And, you know, you said that, and, and like you said, anything, it's always good practice to look back in the word and find these things. And, you know, as, as we were preparing for this podcast, I actually did that. And I was looking at some scriptures about time and about how God created purpose before time. And it is in scripture. So in Psalm 139, verse 13, the psalmist says, you formed my inward parts, you covered me in my mother's womb. So somehow he, he's pointing to the fact that God already designed him when he was in his mother's womb. He already preconceived him. Yeah, and, and that, that, yeah. as you go on to the next one, or before you do, that yeah. reminds me of, of Jeremiah, where it speaks of the fact that while you were yet in your mother's womb, I destined you to be a prophet to the nations. Yeah. And, and really that phrase is, is painting the picture while you're in your mother's womb, I destined you for this. But according to scripture, all throughout scripture, which I, I know you get to in a moment yeah. too, it goes before even you were in the mother's womb. Sure. It goes before creation. Absolutely. Of time. Exactly. So that's, that's where I, I, I want to show you in Ephesians chapter one, verses three through to five said, blessed be the God and father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ, just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, having predestined us to adoption as his sons by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. So basically we're seeing here that he chose us or he predestined us to come back home before the foundation of the world. So yeah. when was the world, where, what, where do you, we see the world created? That was in Genesis, mm -hmm. right? In Genesis one through to three, we see the world created. But then we also see in Genesis 14 through 
chap- chapter one, verses 14 through to 15, we see time being created. Mm-hmm. So we see that, you know, God said, let there be lights in the firmament of heavens to divide, to divide the day from the night. Let them be for signs and seasons and for days and years. So we see that the Lord put these things into motion, put these things into existence after the creation of the world. Whereas he put our purpose into existence before the creation of the world. Absolutely. So our purpose, our purpose should be defining our time, not time defining, you know, like not time in the limits of time, uh, in the circumstances of life, defining our purpose. So if I look at that practically, I could say, well, if, if God planned for me to do something and I say, but I'm stuck doing all these other things because I don't have time, mm-hmm. that's not good enough. Yeah. And it means, it means it, in, in, okay. So the question is, is why do we do that? The reality is, is the overwhelming majority, even believers have no understanding of what they were created for. And that is, you know, for me personally, I know that when I discovered what God created me for, it became an anchor to every decision I make. Uh, I'll give you an example. As a minister, there are many, um, many pulls on you in your time. Uh, you know, like, especially in the traditional idea, the way a pastor is that, you know, the pastor should come and visit me. The pastor should do this, should do that. Mm-hmm. And um, I've come to the place in my life where I have one person who I'm going to please with my time. And that is the one who created me for my purpose. And uh, so that means, you know, it because you can feel bad about saying, well, I'm not going to come and spend time with a person. And especially someone like myself, who's calling in my purpose as such, um, you know, kind of a, a little bit of a side thought. I never really understood as I read through the scriptures, how Paul would often say, I yearn to be with you. My, you know, I, I desire to be with you yeah. when he wrote different people, but he wrote them from a distance. Yeah. I totally can identify with that these days as we've stepped into a season of our life and ministry where we, we, we have, you know, like I'm spending time with you right now. And I love being with you, Gilbert. I love being with the people in our church. Likewise. I mean, I just, I, I get, I'm strengthened by it. And I'm encouraged by it, but I have to more than anything, be where I'm supposed to be right. and do what I'm supposed to do. And but, but I always say that, like, I'm thankful that you do what you do because it helps me come into my place. And this is what we talked about last month in the message uh, in The King in a Cradle. I said that, you know, our leaders and, and, and real leaders and good leaders are not people who put weight on you, but who are people who help you beneath you. So you have this cornerstone, which is Jesus, which is the lowest point of the building. But then, you know, your leaders are built up upon that cornerstone. And those leaders help you stand on their shoulders to to be where you need to be. So there is, you know, I'm thankful that my leaders do what they do. You know, I'm thankful that we're, uh, we're, you know, we're in a place where we see our leaders take sacrifices and make sacrifices. And these come for the sake of the church and for the sake of those they're helping. So this is, there's huge value in that, right? Yeah, for sure. So understanding your purpose, your God-given purpose defines everything that you say yes to. You know, in, in, 
in, um, in fact, there's three fallacies about time. One fallacy, one fallacy is time management. You cannot manage time. You have 24 hours a day and, you know, 24 hours a day, um, you know, equi- is equivalent to like 86,000 seconds every 24 hours. You have, everybody gets the same 86,000 seconds. You know, <laughs> it's what we do with those seconds that makes all the difference. So you can't manage time and kind of be like, well, okay, I'm going to have, you know, now I have 25 hours one day and I'm going to have 20, you right. know, six hours the next day. No, time is time. And, and is consistent that way. It's, we manage ourselves. So it's more, you know, even speaking of natural human wisdom, it's more of personal management than management time. Cause you can't manage time. You can't save time, like put time in a money bank. And people say, oh, one day, you know, when I, when I have more time, you're not going to get more time. You can't save time one day, like save three hours one day and add it to the next day. So that we, we talk about these fallacies of time. But um, when, it, when it comes to, uh, I was thinking about this, you know, there's time management is, is probably a lowest level of management. Then there's personal management, managing myself within the time. That's closer and that's better. And that's what I've always emphasized. I do, I've done a lot of courses that we don't call time management, we call personal management for that reason. But I was thinking there's a higher level of management and that is purpose management. That's good. And yeah. purpose management, meaning that I understand what I was created for. And because I understand what I was created for, it helps me to be, um, say yes to the things that are in alignment with my purpose. And when I can say, when I define clearly what I'm here for, I define clearly my yes. It's one of my personal management phrases that I I use a lot of times is when you define your yes, it makes it easy for you to say no to everything else. Mm -hmm. It takes the guilt away. You know, talking about me as a minister, um, in Nigeria, the Lord's kind of ministered to my heart when we were there, we had, you know, now there's 4,000 students. When we turned it over, there was 1,200 students. Every single one of them wants me to come to their baby naming. Every single one of them wants me to come to their wedding. And I had to quickly, you know, define my yes, which was I'm here to pioneer this, this ministry to raise up leaders, to turn it over so that it could grow from 1200 to 4,000. after And and that's what we see when you came to Beirut, your yes in Beirut meant no in the UK, right? At some point you had to turn that over. It did. But it also meant, no, I can't go to your wedding. Yeah. So what I would do is I would say to them, I thank you. You know, I appreciate the invite. That's one of the, it's one thing every pastor does is goes to all the weddings. And I'm like, I'm not a pastor. I'm here for more of a missionary apostolic role, but get on your knees. You as a couple and I'll pray for you right now. And yeah. that's what I can do. Um, uh, so the point being is that because I understood that my purpose was an apostolic purpose, and I knew my, it defined why I was in that country for that time. I knew what to say yes to. It made it so I was less guilty or feeling less guilty about saying no to other things. So define, so it, there's time management. That's a fallacy. Personal management, that's true. And we do need to learn how to manage ourselves within the time we have. But how much higher is it and spiritual is it when we are, purpose managing god's purpose we're managing that by understanding our purpose saying no to the things that would take us away from the fulfillment of that purpose so you you know when we're talking about 
having our purpose being predestined before the foundation of the earth. It got me thinking, and actually I wrote down this question, does purpose being predestined mean that our actions are predestined? And the, the obvious answer is no, right? I can have a purpose and still be climbing the wrong ladder, like you're saying, and never even find the right ladder. Yeah. And it's so important to find that ladder that God has intended for me so that I can start climbing in that direction and going and walking in that direction. Yeah, the des the purpose is destined, but we have to discover it. Yes. And then we have to obey and and walk in alignment with it. In the scriptures, I can't remember what scripture it is, but um, in Proverbs, it talks about uh, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Steps of a good man are ordered by the yes. Lord. And I always think about that in relation to like in, you know, in the gardens here or in the, um, you know, around our houses, sometimes we have paving stones. And I think of the steps that are ordered by God as like paving stones that he's put the paving stones out there. Yes. But they're ordered by him in a certain way, like a landscaper would order the, the, the paving stones to go where they, they're supposed to go. But you never have to walk on them. Yeah. You can walk any which direction you want to. They're meant to be walked on. Yeah. And, but you know, sometimes people don't walk on them. And so God has ordered our steps. He's laid the steps out in front of us, but we have to discover it. And then we have to walk in it. And that, that reminds me of the words of Jesus uh, at the end of the parable of the wedding feast in Matthew chapter 22, verse 14, where he says, for many are called, but few are chosen. And when we look at the parable of the wedding feast, we see a, a man who arranges this wedding and who prepares this wedding, who's invited a whole bunch of people to come to this wedding feast. And on the day of the feast, when, hey, the time has come, this is where you're meant to be, people are making excuses not to be there, or people are avoiding that purpose, you know, or that place that they were called into. And, and that results in Jesus saying, you know, many are called, but few are chosen. And that that's unfortunate with many of us, but but not us at Go Church Beirut, right? We're all Amen. we're all here looking for our purpose. We're all walking in our purpose. You know, like like Pastor Matt Beamer says, if you know, if you don't want to grow, Go Church is a terrible place for you. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't come here unless you want to be a leader and discover your purpose. I used to say that people and and I say it to you as Go Church, uh, but I used to say that people when we first started the church in Manchester. I used to say, look, don't come here unless you want to discover your purpose and fulfill it because I'm, I'm not a pastor who doesn't know what I'm called to do or where I'm going. And Paul said something very interesting. He said that um, you partake of my grace. He, he, he says, he says um, I'm convinced of this, that he who began a good work in you shall bring it to completion. Yes. And I, in, in Philippians there, and I, I would ask people, why do you think he was, why do you think he, he could have a confidence that the people who he was writing to, that they would, um, that, that work which had started in them would, would come to a place of completion. I said, Paul said he finished his race with joy. He was a completer. And, and he said, because of our koinonia, our partnership, our fellowship, you partake of my grace. And so if you want, if you want to uh, discover your purpose and fulfill it, then just spend time with us because we know who we are, where we're going and what we're doing. Yeah. We may not know every detail and get every, every like exact detail right, 
but we're definitely moving in the, in a pretty clear direction forward. And it's proven historically to be very, very fruitful. And I, I mean, I will say that, you know, the Lord is merciful. He's gracious, right? Yes. And Hey, if, if you're looking with all your heart, you will find. Absolutely. Like if you really want it, you're really going to find out your purpose. Yeah, you you know, he's not, he's not gonna, oh, too late, time's up. You know, he, he yeah. doesn't, he doesn't really do that. I mean, that's not his way. His way is loving. His way is love. So, yes. you know, that's how he sees us. And the fact is that if you really want to find out your purpose, if you really want to walk in your purpose, he'll help you do that. Yeah. I mean, this one time I was reading the scripture, I was in Nigeria reading the Bible and I wasn't asking God to show me his purpose. I was just hungry and open before him. And I read a passage of scripture and I was like, holy smokes, that's me. <laughs> I like, you know, I'm like, just like the Bible talks about how, you know, John the Baptist, when people asked him, uh, you know, who are you? He says, I'm a voice of one crying in the wilderness. He quoted a scripture. Paul quoted scriptures about who he was. Jesus, you know, said all the law and the prophets. You can find yourself in the word. And 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 it just is so uh, stabilizing and, and, and vision impacting yeah. and, and anchoring to the soul, right. to the emotional part of us to know what we were born for. And that's, that's actually what we're going to talk about next week. Because as, uh, as Pastor Matt was talking about time management, we're, we're out of time for this week. But next week, we're going we're gonna to talk because about... because you can't manage time, Gilbert. You can only manage yourself within the time. <laughs> I wasn't listening. <laughs> so, so next week, we're going to talk about uh, three people. So that's Jesus, that's John the Baptist, and that's Paul. And the Bible says that they finished their race. So they found out their purpose and they finished it. So we're going to spend some time talking about that. We're also going to talk a little bit more about what Pastor Matt just just hinted at, which is, you know, we can find ourselves in the Word of God, and that's what they did in order to find out their purpose and walk in it. So with that, uh, Pastor Matt, are there any other words for this week before, before we close? I just want to remind everybody on the application that we're doing throughout the month is, um, you know, every, every time we have a message, we want to apply it practically to our lives. And to do that this month, it means asking those questions about how are you, you know, kind of analyzing your, your life in the past 2022. How did you spend your, your minutes? How did you spend your money? How did you spend, you know, uh, how did you use your mouth? And, uh, and, uh, also your mind, what were you thinking on those four areas of your life? And I encourage you to do it with, uh, paper and pen, write down and kind of think through, you can do it like thinking through, um, a week or a month and analyze how much of your day is spent, um, thinking about well, what are the three things or the four things that you think most about in each one of your days. And the same with your money, look around you in your life. What are the things that you've spent your money on over the years? What are the things that you spend your money on on a regular basis? What are the three or four things you spend the most money on um, with your mouth? What are the three or four things that you spend the most time talking about? What comes out of your mouth the most? And of course, with your minutes, your time, how do you spend your time? And when you look at the three or four most uh, impactful things on your time, uh, it, you look at all these things together, these four things together, 
and it will really show you what you're living for. Are you living for your divine purpose or are you living for something else? Which ladder are you climbing? Exactly. Yeah. Well, well, with that, we're going to close up this week. We'll see you guys next week. We love you very much and we're praying for you.